tossing and turning all night like a salad, it's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. It takes us a long time to realize that we need to stop drinking. But why does it take us so much longer than the average person to realize that we need to make a change? In this episode, I'm explaining how addiction changes the brain to keep us stuck in automatic habitual behaviors like drinking alcohol. You'll learn how problem drinkers differ from healthy controls cognitively and why we get stuck in bad habits and can't change. So let's dig in. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Jill. 
And today we're talking about why we keep drinking and expecting a different result. I spent five years trying to moderate my drinking, even though I had never successfully moderated before. I was hopeful that I would be able to figure it out, but even though I had years of proof for why things would never change, I was convinced that I could moderate someday. Drinking makes us less adaptable. We build habitual responses like drinking, and then we get stuck in this automatic behavior And despite a ton of information coming in that our drinking is bad and makes us miserable, we still can't change. To make a change, our brain has to select the appropriate behavior, disregard inappropriate behaviors based on what's going on around you, and then transfer this information into action. It's thought that heavy drinking makes us unable to select the appropriate behavior or it makes us unable to inhibit and disregard inappropriate behaviors. And because of this, we just keep drinking. A 2020 study on monkeys had them do a set shifting task to assess their cognitive flexibility. This type of task involves differentiating between different shapes and colors. This was done on a computer screen and the monkeys had to learn the correct shapes and colors based on a hit or miss strategy. And once they learned the process, they were given alcohol for four months, tested again, and then the researchers began to modify the test to see how they would respond to it. All the testing was done while the monkeys were sober too. After the monkeys demonstrated that they had learned the correct process, they were presented with a reversal of it. So there was an alcohol group and a control group that was never given alcohol. Before alcohol was even provided, they performed exactly the same on the test. When the researchers began reversing the shapes or making them smaller, the alcohol group had significantly worse performance. They continued to try the same process they had learned over and over again, even though it wasn't correct anymore. And it's not an intelligence thing. The alcohol group was able to learn rules and apply them, but they couldn't adapt once the rules were changed. Reduced performance on the set shifting task reflects behavior that is more under the control of external stimuli than on the outcome of that behavior. So stimuli are things in our environment that influence our feelings and our behavior. So it seems that having low cognitive flexibility means things in the environment have a much greater influence on your behavior than the actual outcome of the behavior or the pros and cons of it. So most people will weigh the pros and cons and determine what their behavior should be. Problem drinkers will think less of the potential outcome of their drinking and more about what's going on around them in that immediate moment. We are very reactive, not proactive. Proactive people consider the stimuli around them They consider what has happened in the past when they've done that behavior, and they consider what their future priorities are before making a decision. And reactive people don't consider at all. Stuff happens around them, they feel some sort of way about it, and then they act. Pre-alcohol performance on the cognitive flexibility task, so before any alcohol was consumed by any group, also predicted which monkeys would become gulpers and which would become sippers. 
So some of the monkeys had lower cognitive flexibility to begin with, meaning they were less able to adapt when the rules changed and they kept trying to apply the original rules that they learned. This is a risk factor for us too. If you're less of a flexible thinker to begin with, then years of heavy drinking is going to make this even worse. A 2016 study published in the Journal of Cognitive Neuroscience looked at association learning and breaking in healthy controls versus people who had struggled with substances in the past but are now sober. The group with past history of addiction was able to learn habitual procedures faster than the healthy control group. I think that's really interesting. And what this means to me is that either we are predisposed to forming habits easier and or addiction changes our brain over time to make it easier for us to form habits. So again, the group with the past history of addiction could learn habitual procedures much faster than the healthy control group. So for us, something that started out as a goal-directed behavior like drinking wine at night to unwind, quickly transforms into an automatic behavior, like drinking at night even though it causes you to wake up at 3 a.m. with anxiety and then hate yourself the next day. And then we can't get out of the automatic behavior. So it seems like we form these faster than people who don't struggle with addiction. Preservative errors happen when there's a rule switch, but the participant continues to apply the same old rules. So I'll send this picture out in my weekly email and I'll have it on my website after if you're listening to this in the future. But 24% of the errors made by the healthy control group were preservative errors. And this was compared to about 37% for the addiction group. So much more preservative errors. So the healthy control group was making mistakes as they learned the new procedure like trying to apply the new rules and messing them up. But what the group with the history of addiction was doing is they were trying to apply the old process that they had learned over and over and over. It seems like we can learn new things fine, but we can't modify what we learn as well. We're at a disadvantage of breaking habits and automatic behaviors, even with proof that what we're doing is incorrect. And in this study, they looked at people who struggled with alcohol, stimulants, opioids, and multiple substances. And there wasn't one group that was worse than the other. So it's struggling with addiction itself. It's not substance specific. There's one concept in science that I think is very applicable to real life. It's called activation energy. And it's the energy that you have to put in to get a chemical reaction to happen. If we apply this to real life, it's the amount of energy or effort that you have to put in to do something. So for example, the amount of energy, proof, support, and consequences needed to overcome denial and break the automatic loop of drinking. For the average person that's not a problem drinker, they start to see some minor consequences like more hangovers, not getting good sleep, or having a headache. And that's enough to push them over the hump and help them recognize that they need to make a change and drink less. But for us problem drinkers, the activation energy is very, very high for us to overcome our denial and make a change. We excuse the minor things like hangovers and bad sleep, 
And often we even excuse major consequences too. With activation energy, there's a barrier that needs to be overcome before the process can go. And our barrier is very, very high. It requires a lot to get us to change. And part of this is like I was describing in the studies a few minutes ago, because our brains build habits easily and our brains hang on to habits longer than the other person. And we are not very flexible or adaptable. So it takes a lot of information or proof to make us adapt. So how does this information help? I think that it's useful to know that your brain is going to be resistant to change. It's not because you're weak-willed or you're not dedicated enough. It's because addiction changes the brain to reinforce continuing the behavior. We have a harder time overcoming bad habits and we're able to resist the negatives a lot longer. I'm going to talk more about why we form habits easier than the average person and why we hold on to them longer in a future episode. So make sure that you're following this podcast so you don't miss it. And I will talk to you next week. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.